Hello, hello, don't be shy. Come on, out to the closet. My name is Aaron, I'm standing right beside you. Figuratively, of course. If you're autistic like me, you have the right to experience freedom, a renewed mindset, and a voice you need and concerns for a safe environment, accommodations, and the right to live an abundant life. Out to the Closet is my attempt to advocate on your behalf to a planet who continues to learn about who we are as autistics. So gather around fellow autism and neurotypicals and let's discuss autism freely. Out to the Closet, shedding light on the beauty of autism. So in one week, it will be the fifth anniversary of trying to break into self-employment for me. In 2014, I had exposed some company corruption, which had cost my full-time job at the time. We'll be getting into the story after our news on the spectrum. If you are diagnosed or self-diagnosed with autism and have been struggling with employment or holding a job, you're very far from alone in this struggle. 86% of all autistic individuals in Canada are currently underemployed or not employed at all. Depending on how things go in the federal election next week, I plan to hold a meeting with my Member of Parliament as soon as possible to talk about what to do with this issue in Central Canada. However, I won't be speaking for myself. I plan to speak on behalf of the underemployed autistics in Winnipeg. I wish I could discuss more on this and totally go off script, but first, let's get into our news on the spectrum. autistic student tried to take his own life after developing PTSD as a result of bullying. According to his mother, Diane Warfield, the boy was just 11 when he attempted to kill himself after being beaten with a metal pole and left with serious injuries to his face, head, arms, knees, and shoulder. She discussed Jake's ordeal and the lasting impact it's had on his life as part of a campaign to change the law on bullying. She said Jake had been dealing with bullies for months before the attack on the last day of school before Christmas break in December of 2016. When I got to the school and saw him, he burst into tears and I did too, Diane said. A group of boys had attacked him in school and he had blood pouring underneath his eye. He was hit with a metal bar which had a hook on the end of it and he was struck 12 times. The bullies were expelled from the Deferrers Academy in Burton, Staffordshire, but Jake, now 14, still suffers the consequences. Jake is autistic, so it's hard for him to communicate the way he's feeling, but after two years of counseling, he's still not right. He has really bad anxiety and he is scarred for life with scars on his face, shoulder, and knee. The teenager struggles to go out on his own and doesn't like to be around big groups of people, his mother said. A mother of four, Diane has joined forces with the parents of other children who have been bullied to share Jake's story in the hope that laws will be introduced that stop bullying. It was nearly three years ago, she said, but it has changed our lives forever. It's still going on in schools everywhere, up and down the country, and we want to stop others from going through what we've been through. People are taking their lives because of bullies. It is not acceptable. It is unbelievable what bullying has done to Jake. The campaign will be launched on October 25th with Jason Barnett from Leeds, an advocate for vulnerable children and a former teacher. More than 75 families from across the UK are backing the campaign, including relatives who have set up foundations in memory of children who have lost their lives as a result of bullying. A spokesman for the Deferrers Academy, 
said the Academy has range of strategies in place to minimize bullying and clear procedures to address if it should occur. That's my news on the spectrum for this week. And now, let's go to work with autistics. stress the following before I move forward. We as a society should know by now that autism is not a developmental condition or a mental health issue. It's a spectrum, with many autistics possessing different traits, characteristics, strengths, and weaknesses. In a sense, this whole autism thing is becoming a culture. It will soon become an alternative way of life if one can't function in a normal world. It will be considered a type of identity, similar to being white or black, LGBTQ or straight, and it will contain more genders than male and female. I'm sorry if this offends anyone listening, but it will happen whether you like it or not. If people would have known this, my story would have been different as an employer of many different companies. At 18, I finally got a job at McDonald's, months before I was diagnosed as ASD. I fit in with my coworkers flipping and assembling burgers behind the cash register. I was able to hand out orders in a timely fashion. I even moved up to working more advanced maintenance duties in the fast food restaurant. After a year working there and being diagnosed ASD, I would try to move up the corporate ladder to management since I knew almost every duty. Unfortunately, they wouldn't promote me because I wasn't good with people while mopping up the lobby. I'd accidentally throw away food that hasn't been eaten thinking the customer was done with their meals. I quit almost two years in and was hired to work casual in my first call center. In the beginning, I was able to take in all the screaming and rejection and eventually laugh it all off. Unfortunately, the job wasn't making enough money during the evenings and weekends. I tried to find a 9-5 to day position taking inbound calls. I also graduated from college in a printing trade and I tried to find work in various print shops. Unfortunately, no one would hire me due to my only experience being McDonald's and data entry in my call center job. After jumping around from call center to call center, I finally worked at Convergis Winnipeg beside the first college I graduated from. I was making full-time money, $2 above minimum wage, and had a car. I thought I had it made. I guess I was wrong. I was able to handle some of the worst calls and correct some of the mistakes coworkers made when cutting corners. But when it came to diffusing customer complaints and going off script to handle some of the more challenging duties, I would find myself in more boiling hot water. Here I thought that this was it, but deep down, I wanted something better than all this. In 2010 I attended college again and gained a diploma upgrading my knowledge of web media, and of course, wait for it. I found myself working in a call center again. Although once in a while I worked consulting jobs for web design, I took these opportunities to practice chatting interface improvements with clients along with UX design. Eventually, while at this call center, I exposed one of the clients as corrupt. Through various calls I took, I figured out they were biased against the LGBTQ community. After playing a pretty blunt whistleblower, I've been struggling with employment since the beginning of 2015. To this day, nothing has been done to rectify the situation and I still don't understand why my whistleblowing was uncalled for. This is why I completely lost faith in 90% of companies and our educational system. 
I would add my thoughts on capitalism as a whole, but that's for another podcast. My point is that the 9-to-5 system of going to school, getting good grades, and participating in the facade that a secure job means a fulfilling life doesn't work for us autistics. And so, the question reveals itself. How did we get here? I'm not sure how to start answering how things work for us in the workplace. From what I just shared, I can empathize with how difficult having an autistic employee can be. Businesses constantly have to address work ethic problems, keeping up with technical accommodations, staying current, motivating their employees, fine-tuning their talents, working with their quirks, and keeping the company's reputation in check. But employees need to understand something. Hiring an autistic employee shouldn't cause top company staff to be paranoid. In fact, autistic employees are some of the most loyal and dedicated workers with unique skill sets. They toil with innovative approaches, increase work productivity, and they benefit a company's branding and workplace culture. Autistics give the first world economy access to a full untapped candidate pool that can make a substantial difference in how business runs in general. That's because we're people who have no choice but to do anything to live a purposeful life. We constantly push ourselves to the limit in a world that isn't built for the autistic. We do this while non-autistics unintentionally push to take that purpose away. If neurotypicals feel that they have to try very hard to prove they deserve the job they applied for, autistics try at least two to three times harder. It doesn't take much to figure out why this happens and why I finally decided to stop trying, because in the end, there's no point unless employers figure out what to do with autistic employees without causing them discomfort or urging them to quit their jobs in the first place. Most human resource reps who give training courses about autism in the workplace are not autistic themselves. Some of the information they provide is outdated and worse discriminatory. In order for companies to ensure their employees are properly working with autistic coworkers, autistic individuals should be the ones consulted and the ones to teach, not neurotypicals. Neurotypicals don't know what it's like in our shoes. They don't understand the overload that comes with the wrong lighting or not being able to follow oral directions. The truth is that we are the ones who know autism. We are the ones who know that it's an above average classification of a developmental condition. We are the ones who know it's not a mental illness. What employers need to know is that for neurodiverse individuals on the spectrum, autism itself is a culture. It's a way of life, an identity. We are the ones who know ourselves, so employers need to let us speak for ourselves to those who are not on the spectrum. Autistics come in all shapes and sizes, all colors, all ages, and creeds, and all genders. As I said before, many autistics are unemployed, Many of those who are unemployed have multiple degrees. Autistics can be technologically fluent and have great reading comprehension. The ones who cannot speak use assistive technology to publish books. Some give great keynote speeches. Autistics are philanthropists and founders of charitable organizations. They're a huge portion of society, business owners, club creators, and church volunteers. Like any other minority group, we're everywhere and can advocate for ourselves. This podcast is proof of that. We can be found in medical and psychological fields. We're smart enough to teach about autism in every single job field. We can be coaches, community managers, teachers, mentors, and trainers. If companies see us as a spectrum, they need to look for all of us in every part of the spectrum. Now that I covered that first point, I need to point out that some autistics aren't that tech-savvy at all. 
unlike the stereotype that dictates that. Some autistics have little to no interest in the latest electronics beyond charging their phone and connecting on Facebook. For those that love technology, internet and web-based companies offer a job for autistics who can make it through the hiring process. If autistics can easily explain what they know while masking their anxiety, they can easily get the job they really want. But this happens very rarely. Autistics have a variety of talents. What we need is more opportunities for all autistics to be hired in every single part of the workforce. If Winnipeg, my city, really wants to increase the employment rate for autistics, we need to put all types of positions into account. We need to be in positions beyond entry-level jobs, engineering careers, tech jobs, and anything science, technology, engineering, and math related. We need to be teaching how autism works in every single job position, because we're the ones who are capable as leaders who understand autistic employees. While autistics share characteristics such as pattern recognition, each autistic is unique in their approach. We all learn, process, recall, and retain information differently. We also have included challenges and gifts, which include dyslexia and ADHD. Some of us are painters or musicians, and others are scholars and physicists. If there are listeners south of me, no, autistics aren't all young white males eager to get hired by Google. Some are older grandparents who finally got through college or high school with a typewriter. Now they're just trying to understand how an iPhone works while having no luck finding a job on Indeed.com. Also, when you think about it, the media constantly pushes out the news of thousands of autistics being supported in finding work in crappy, low-paying entry-level jobs. And yet older autistics have endured years of underemployment. They've endured inadequacies in pay, abusive mistreatment, and are not typically being supported. They're ignored daily when trying to find another job. When we aren't being mistreated or rejected after job interviews, we're being told how to improve ourselves. We're forced to become more non-autistic or neurotypical. Society needs to stop trying to fix neurodivergent individuals who are not broken. What needs to be fixed is our broken culture. Our broken, capitalist culture. Let's look at it this way. What if neurotypicals were trying to get hired by a company where every single person in upper management Every one of the decision makers, all the primary spokespeople, every single board member, and all the leadership team, and all the CEOs were autistic? What if the non-autistics were the token poster children in this scenario? What if we tried to make neurotypicals act more autistic after we hire them? Doing this will increase company turnover just like that. Conformity and discrimination are nasty side effects that come with poorly planned autism hiring initiatives. Traumatized autistics have reported mistreatment, yet as a result, vocational agents provide no confidentiality that comes with a disability disclosure. Company trainers force autistics to make eye contact. They make them work with job coaches. They encourage them to undergo ABA training for job assistance. They gaslight autistics, infantilize them, and even force them to completely mask and not discuss their neurology. If companies want to hire autistics, they must improve the conditions of the workplace. They must build up quality leadership roles. They must solidify their best communication practices. They have to ensure that universal diversity and inclusion training are consulted with the right disability parties and are completely up to date. Employers, listen to me very carefully. You cannot fit a square peg into a round hole. You must reconfigure the round hole. 
you must make the workplace beneficial enough that it will be a place of belonging for everyone. The plain truth is that many companies, especially in more conservative provinces like Manitoba, are failing to support neurodivergent individuals. We're treated like children, and many other times treated like outcasts. We are bullied and abused. We're told we'll never be good enough. We're expected in some positions to train ourselves and are fired for asking for extra help when usually it isn't asked for. I actually speak from experience on this. Not all autistics need vocational agency help. Not all autistics need counseling or job coaches. We need our working environment to change. We can change our outlooks, but not certain mindsets and autistic characteristics. All we ask for is equal justice, equal opportunity, and equal dignity without discrimination or bullying. Companies need to take responsibility for the human rights of autistics. If you're a company that wants to pursue autism in the workplace, just know that an initiative like that fuels autistic stereotypes. It also highlights a disabled person as less than an average human being. It renders them in need of help every hour on the hour. It renders them in need of education, and it puts them in low-end jobs without the ability to advance. Autism in the workplace largely ignores a population of autistic adults who have multiple talents. It oftentimes ignores autistics that have held down multiple jobs but want a change in careers. There is so much work that has to be done. There is so much we need to figure out. But can we at least get started once the new year rolls around? If we could, that would be awesome. Just before we close things off today, as you may have noticed from both the podcast notes and the break music, we've recently decided to cut the question from the closet segment and our sponsorship with Sustained Auti. While I won't be going into too many details, I'm going to slow down on advocacy after some personal issues, including a minor mental burnout. Until the new 20s come up in a couple of months, I'm going to be concentrating on building a voiceover and audiobook creation business while putting aside my other projects which may have conflicting interests with my personal self-improvement. So as of right now, this will be the second last episode of this season, unless I somehow reach a certain amount of listeners before I begin season two in 2020. Next up, we'll have a special Halloween episode as a finale that will blow you away. And of course, I can't wait to finish the editing process before this podcast officially closes off for the year. Let's end off with this. Here are two questions to ponder when it comes to autistics in the workplace. What would happen if autistics weren't seen as a stereotype and more doors were open? And what would happen if autism in the workplace became autistics in the workplace? Think about that when hiring an employee who's on the autism spectrum. That's our show for today. Thank you very much for bearing with me. You can like me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram at AaronAdvocacy204 or check out some of my articles on SustainedAuti.com. If you've gotten a lot from this podcast, go ahead and leave a positive review on iTunes so more people can learn about neurodiversity and autism for what it really is. My name is Aaron. Thank you very much for your time. Out to the closet. And don't forget to add value to someone today. See you next week.